Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast from Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to get into God's Word every single day, so we decided to read through the Bible chronologically and talk about it together. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea and I'm here with Ryan and we are talking about Job again today and we're talking about Job chapter 5 through Job chapter, what is it? 7. There we go. (laughs) 5 through 7. We're talking about Eliphaz and his response and then Job's response again. And there are some things that we definitely want to talk about here, but as we're going through Job, we're kind of focusing on major themes and ideas throughout it and not maybe specifically um, the things that are said because... Um, some of the things that Eliphaz says, I think it's true. Like some of it is true. If, like he talks about God healing and wounding, that God can do both of those things. And that passage, that bit of scripture is also in other places in scripture. So we know that that is real and that's a true thing. But to kind of take a look at the heart behind what Ella, Eliphaz is saying, um, and actually kind of what true friendship looks like, um, <laughs> cause he goes through and says, Hey, Job, if you just repent, then you'll have descendants like the grass. Literally Job just lost all of his kids. It's like a very insensitive thing to say. Um, this friend who's kind of trying to comfort Job is coming from this high and mighty place. It's very wild. <laughs> we would never say that so to anybody. So <laughs> one, one thing I will hold against the, uh, the specific Bible that we're using, not the Bible, just this, this, <laughs> Thanks I don't want clarifying. you guys to think I'm a heretic guys. <laughs> um, I don't like how they split up the, uh, the, the speeches. So In like, the days you mean. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So yesterday we read part of Eliphaz's speech. Yeah. Uh, today we read the second part of it. Right. Um, what you would notice if it was, if you took it in one piece and I definitely encourage you guys like take, take a minute and read it for yourself, like mm-hmm. as one piece. Cause I do think that helps to have context, but the first part of, Eliphaz's speech is pretty non-confrontational. Like he right. kind of gives all these lofty ideas. Yeah, and he's kind of inching into it. He's like, would you be open, Job, just like some conversation yes. about this? <laughs> yes, and he is the first to speak. I mean, they've been, yeah. sitting, there, they've been sitting there quietly. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'll take a shot at this. <laughs> um, but this is today, well, the part that we read today is where he is going to start to turn and just be like, no, you're wrong. Like you should repent. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it pretty much starts right, right at the beginning. So the, the first little bit that we read is cry for help, but will anyone answer you? Which of the angels will help you? There is an assumption of guilt there now. Yeah. So he goes from just kind of this lofty idea to like, okay, Job, now we're going to get more pointed right. to the point of like, well, if you would obey God, you would have a lot of kids. Right. Ah, that's crazy. Right. And we'll kind of get into this as we're reading Job, but the major, one of the major themes in Job is like this law of retribution is what it's called um, as we study scripture, where it's righteousness produces blessings, wickedness produces calamity or suffering. Um, And so Eliphaz and the rest of Job's friends are clearly following this outline where they're just like, you must have sinned. There is no other explanation. And they're almost trying to talk Job into the sin that he must have committed. And Job is pretty staunchly just like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't sin or I don't, I don't know that I did. Um, so we'll see that over and over again, that this law of retribution that is pretty much found throughout the Bible where it's like, it's a pretty clear like uh, thing that happens. But this specific instance in Job and also in other places in the Bible is that it's not always true. The law of retribution is not something that we can count on all the time. Just because something bad happens does not mean it's on account of sin. Uh, Job actually says later on, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. Like he is, he is, right. 
You know, That's like saying, his comfort. He, yeah, he's saying yeah. how he is, you know, righteous in the eyes of God. Uh, then he addresses Eliphaz and says, you two have given me no help. You've seen my <laughs> calamity uh, and you are afraid. <laughs> so, you know, th- this is poetry. Yeah. Um, we could go down the rabbit hole of explaining just kind of the, the way that things are written. There's kind of this, if you really want to pay attention to it, um, in these speech blocks – um, there, there's like this parallelism, I guess is what you would call it. Yeah. If you like know anything about poetry, you know how sometimes it goes like A, B, C, C, B, A. Like that's how like it's, it's read sometimes in like the different parallels of sections. I'm doing all these motions with my hands and no one can see me. <laughs> Someday we're going to have a camera so you can see this stuff. Um, but that is going on here. Um, and Job starts to confront Eliphaz and then actually he's just going to confront God directly. Uh, what's cool is that we're going to go through a couple speeches. Like over the next couple days, there's going to be several different speeches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually God is going to respond to Job's charges directly. Um, so we do have consistently Job saying like, hey, God, like these guys don't get it. You get it. I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And that is going to happen. Um, one thing that got my attention is that uh, I think it's chapter 7, verse 21. It's, it's a little bit confusing because here we are saying like, these terrible things did not happen to Job because he was wicked. Like bad things do happen to good people and it's not always connected to their choices or their decisions. Mm-hmm. In verse 21, Job is saying to God, why not just forgive my sin and take away my guilt? Uh, for soon I will lie down in the dust and die. Like I, I read over that just now and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. if, if he is righteous in the eyes of God, if he's telling all his friends, I did nothing wrong. Why is he now saying to God, Hey, why don't you forgive my sin? That doesn't seem like that lines up. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I was waiting for Chelsea to say something. Oh, I mean, I have thoughts, but I know you have thoughts too. No, tell me your thoughts. Okay. So, well, it's connected to verse 20 too, where it's, uh, no, sorry, not 22, verse 20 as well, where it says that if I have sinned, what have I done to you, a watcher of all humanity? So he's saying, if I've sinned, what have I done? And why not just forgive it? So even Job in this suffering, even in this, he's wondering what in the world is happening. He still has the humility to know that maybe I sinned in my heart. Like maybe I unknowingly sinned um, because I cannot think of a single thing that I've done that would have brought this on. Um, And he, and we know from the introduction that he is this like you said, he's like this pious guy that he's, he offers sacrifices on behalf of his children. He knows what sin is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very crazy. So in the introduction, we get this short little story of like if if Job, Job is so pious and holy or whatever, doing the right things, that if he heard that his kids were out partying one night, he would offer sacrifices for them the next day, not even knowing what happened. He would just be like, well, maybe they committed a sin. I better offer a sacrifice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is Job. He's he's not admitting that he has sinned. However, he is saying like God, just just tell me. Like yeah. I will I will do what I need to do. Right. So there is this humility with him that's pretty engaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Job five, beginning in verse one. Eliphaz's response continues: Cry for help, but will anyone answer you? Which of the angels will help you? Surely resentment destroys the fool, and jealousy kills the simple. I have seen that fools may be successful for the moment, but then comes sudden disaster. Their children are abandoned far from help. They are crushed in court with no one to defend them. The hungry devour their harvest, even when it is guarded by brambles. The thirsty pan after their wealth, but the evil does not spring from the soil, and trouble does not sprout from the earth. People are born for trouble as readily as sparks fly up from a fire." 
If I were you, I would go to God and present my case to Him. He does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. He gives rain for the earth and water for the fields. He gives prosperity to the poor and protects those who suffer. He frustrates the plans of schemers so the work of their hands will not succeed. He traps the wise in their own cleverness so their cunning schemes are thwarted. They find it is dark in the daytime and they grope at noon as if it were night. He rescues the poor from the cutting words of the strong and rescues them from the clutches of the powerful. And so at last the poor have hope and the snapping jaws of the wicked are shut. But but consider the joy of those corrected by God. Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. For though He wounds, He also bandages. He strikes, but His hands also heal. From six disasters He will rescue you. Even in the seventh, He will keep you from evil. He will save you from death in time of famine, from the power of the sword in time of war. You will be saved from slander and have no fear when destruction comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine. Wild animals will not terrify you. You will be at peace with the stones of the field, and its wild animals will be at peace with you. You will know that your home is safe. When you survey your possessions, nothing will be missing. You will have many children. Your descendants will be as plentiful as grass. You will go to the grave at a ripe old age, like a sheaf of grain harvested at the proper time. We have studied life and found all this to be true. Listen to my counsel and apply it to yourself. Then Job spoke again. If my misery could be weighed and my troubles be put on scales, they would outweigh all the sands of the sea. That is why I spoke impulsively, for the Almighty has struck me down with his arrows. Their poison infects my spirit. God's terrors are lined up against me. Don't I have a right to complain? Don't wild donkeys bray when they find no grass and oxen bellow when they have no food? Don't people complain about unsalted food? Does anyone want the tasteless white of an egg? My appetite disappears when I look at it. I gag at the thought of eating it. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant my desire. I wish he would crush me. I wish he would reach out his hand and kill me. At last I can take comfort in this. Despite the pain, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. But I don't have the strength to endure. I have nothing to live for. Do I have the strength of a stone? Is my body made of bronze? No, I am utterly helpless without any chance of success. One should be kind to a fainting friend, but you accuse me without any fear of the Almighty. My brothers, you have proved as unreliable as a seasonal brook that overflows its banks in the spring, when it is swollen with ice and melting snow. But when the hot weather arrives, the water disappears, the brook vanishes in the heat. The caravans turn aside to be refreshed, but there is nothing to drink, so they die. The caravans from Tima search for this water. The travelers from Sheba hope to find it. They count on it, but are disappointed. When they arrive, their hopes are dashed. You too have given no help. You have seen my calamity and you are afraid. But why? Have I ever asked you for a gift? Have I begged for anything of yours myself? I have asked you to rescue me from my enemies or save me from the ruthless people. Teach me and I will be quiet. Show me what I have done wrong. Honest words can be painful, but what do your criticisms amount to? Do you think your words are convincing when you disregard my cry of desperation? You would even send an orphan into slavery or sell a friend. Look at me. Would I lie to your face? Stop assuming my guilt, for I have done no wrong. Do you think I'm lying? Don't you know the difference between right and wrong? Is not all human life a struggle? Our lives are like that of a hired hand, like a worker who longs for the shade, like a servant waiting to be paid. I, too, have been assigned months of futility, long and weary nights of misery. Lying in bed, I think, when will it be morning? But the night drags on and I toss until dawn. My body is covered with maggots and scabs. My skin breaks open, oozing with pus." My days fly faster than a weaver's shuttle. They end without hope. Oh God, remember that my life is but a breath and I will never again feel happiness. You see me now, but not for long. You will look for me, but I will be gone. 
Just as a cloud dissipates and vanishes, those who die will not come back. They are gone forever from their home, never to be seen again. I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. Am I a sea monster or a dragon that you must place me under guard? I think my bed will comfort me and sleep will ease my misery, but then you shatter me with dreams and terrify me with visions. I would rather be strangled, rather die than suffer like this. I hate my life and don't want to go on living. Oh, leave me alone for my few remaining days. What are people that you should make so much of us, that you should think of us so often? For you examine us every morning and test us every moment. Why won't you leave me alone, at least long enough for me to swallow? If I have sinned, what have I done to you, O watcher of all humanity? Why make me your target? Am I a burden to you? Why not just forgive my sin and take away my guilt? For soon I will lie down in the dust and die. When you look for me, I will be gone. 